everybody, and welcome back to Trophy Talk. This is episode 23 of the bi-weekly trophy hunting podcast here on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud.com. I'm one of your hosts, Colin Colhoven, joined by Eli Downing and Daryl Fuimano, the best in the business. How you boys? That's right. Yeah, how you boys doing this morning? <laughs> Good. Cutting me off doing there. Great. Fucking mid-intro cut off, dude. I don't know no, about I don't that. Know, man. I'm getting a little... Getting Got a, a couple of run-ons going. <laughs> That's true. Where are those commas at? Yeah, I know. That's true. I'm pretty bad with that stuff. <laughs> you guys are good, though? Everything's good this morning? Magnificent. Sure. Magnificent. Mm. I don't know if I'd be saying magnificent if I didn't have internet after two, <laughs> two weeks still or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. It's been hey, such a headache. Yeah, dude. Like, how it's do you a positive cope? attitude. How do you cope with it? So you guys doing a bunch of reading and, like, you know, watching VHS tapes and stuff? Or what's been going on? <laughs> I've been putting things away at the house, so that's been taking up a lot of my time. All right. And then we, we tend to watch <laughs> DVDs towards the end of the day. Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah, I'm watching Psycho for the first time. Like the original Hitchcock one? Mm-hmm, the original Hi- Hitchcock movie. Dude, I watched that with Stephanie and my mom a couple weeks ago, actually. Stephanie had never seen it. Um, really good, though. Really like that movie. So good. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Have you, did you see it yet? <laughs> no. Oh, all right. Well, get out of here then. <laughs> I mean, it is, uh, you know, it's super old and like it's black and white, but like it's super effective as well. <laughs> like a Pokemon movie. It's super effective. I, don't, I couldn't shower for fucking months after I saw that movie. I had to have my dog at the time in the bathroom with me and then I had to lock the door. That was like the only way that I was able to take a shower after seeing that movie. Yikes. So, you're looking out for your hygiene, check out Psycho by Hitchcock. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, the move's going well then. It sounds like you're getting more settled in and stuff's coming together. Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, like all of last week, I was putting things away because my wife and I, we had Christmas at our house. So, I wanted to put at least the living room together because that's where most of the time would be spent on Christmas is in the living room. Mm-hmm. So, I was just putting things away for like the first three days before Christmas. And it, it was insane. I was like staying up until midnight trying to get this living room together. Yeah. Well, good job, sir. I mean, I'm sure they appreciated it. And uh, now that you're in your you know home that you own, you know, you're not going to have to do a move like this, hopefully again for a while. So mm-hmm. think about it that way. Just kind of you're setting stuff and it'll be there for a long time. I hope not. I hope I'm not doing a move for like the next 10 years because if I do another <laughs> one, I'm, I'm going to pull my hair out. <laughs> oh, man. What about you, Eli? How was the New Year's slash Christmas holiday season? We haven't spoken in a couple weeks, really, on the on air at least. Oh, yeah. So, you know. Yeah, it was a good time. We did some cool, a uh, uh, lot of games. My family's into games, especially my mom. Like board games. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, she set up some special minute to win it games, which were quite the, uh, you know, good time. What is a minute to win it? What is that? Like, I don't know. There, you know, there was a TV show called minute to win it. I think they have like challenges to do in a minute to win it. Oh, that's kind of cool. Like put this, <laughs> so, put the egg on your spoon and do this little obstacle course in a minute. Exactly. Yeah. There was one that was kind of like that with the spoon and like, uh cotton balls and you had to like race it to the other side which was actually harder than it sounded because they're super light and they went 
you know, really angle your spoon to get maximum efficiency, you know? Oh, sure. I'd be using one of those uh, spoons that's like you use for grapefruit. You know, it's got like the ridges at the end of it. You know what I'm talking about? Oh. Mm-hmm. You just dig, yeah. dig into the cotton ball there. The little hack, yeah. little life that's hack for little, you. That's cheating, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was, there was other ones like um, stacking marshmallows with your mouth and sucking up little marshmallows and putting them into another bowl with a straw. It was pretty fun. Damn, that is cool. Yeah, it was a good time. She put a lot of work into it, and it paid off. It was really fun. So, Mom, if you're listening, thank you. Yes, thank you, Mrs. Downing. Great. You know? Our Shredder Mama. And I'm sure Zayden enjoyed it, too. <laughs> Games are always fun for kids, especially. Yeah, he, he did a couple. They were a little, I think, not as, not more, not aimed towards his age. Because, like, one of them had, like, spaghetti in your mouth, and you had to, like, stack lifesavers up. <laughs> Or like get lifesavers on the spaghetti is a bit is a bit hard for him. Yeah, sure. But he uh, still had fun. Yeah, no, definitely. That's cool. Uh, I had a friend whose like birthdays were always like that, where his parents would organize like a bunch of different games, and so you would win stuff like even as a guest, which is a crazy thing. Like I was talking to Stephanie and my folks about how like you used to get gift bags when you go to birthday parties as a kid, and it's mm-hmm. like, why am I getting a gift bag? It's this kid's birthday. You know, so it's yeah. kind of an extension of that, but I did appreciate the game aspect of it at least, because then it was like you still had to compete to win whatever little prizes you walked away from, and it was always like you know five dollar like Starbucks gift card or I don't know stuff like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was Ooh, pretty that's fun. Cool. Yeah, it made it interesting for sure. Yeah, because most birthday parties aren't structured that way. It's always like you'd show up with your gift, <clears throat> you just lay back, drink some drinks, you know, yep. open gifts and cake and then leave that's pretty interesting to have like games to kind of pass the time and keep people interested mm-hmm. yeah it was cool and i feel like most of the parties i went to or had like for my birthday it was like you did all that stuff and then it became like a sleepover you know like usually mm-hmm. people ended up staying the night especially in wisconsin because we'd had a we had a basement so we just like had my i had like a futon down there and like my gamecube and stuff and basically like we were just up to like 5 a.m Mountain Dew and Doritos, baby. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. So yeah. yeah. It was a good time. Yeah. I miss basements. Yeah, me too. Me too. You don't have a basement, do you, Daryl? In your new house? So probably not, right? No, we don't. Yeah. I feel like it's like almost unheard of in California. Mm-hmm. Aren't you in a tall skinny structure though? Do you you have mm-hmm. more than two floors? Yeah. So oh really? You kinda got a kinda like a basement. <laughs> You have like sort a sort of, yeah. It's like a Beginning townhouse kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool because right now the community's not really uh complete, so we don't have neighbors, so we're just enjoying some peace and quiet until this whole place gets a little bit more noisier. Gotta love it. Yeah. You can be as loud as you oh, want now. Yeah. Turn the volume up on your TV to like fifty or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we had our upstairs tenant and the two tenants behind me moved out within the last month. Um, there's, like, some changes going on here with, like, our landlord moving back into the property and stuff. So, basically, Steph and I are alone here as well for the first time since I've lived here for, like, three years. So, really quiet. And, <laughs> we can like, I don't have to worry about the TV being loud or, like, when we're playing games late at night, like, yelling into the mic and stuff because it's not going to wake anybody up. So, it's good. <laughs> Nice. Yep. Yep. Well, very good. Sounds like everyone had a nice holidays. Happy to hear that. And um, we got a good 
show in store for everybody? You know, we've been talking and and talking about, I should say, and alluding to some changes to the Discord and to some new content kind of things rolling out in 2021. So we're going to go over all of that this episode. And uh, before we get into that, though, we got a topic question here. We got a weird food dilemma. Oh. I did. It's nothing much this episode because we got a lot of other stuff to talk about. But okay. I did want to get your little your updates on eggnog since we have made it through the holidays and sure. experiments have taken place. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, All how right. are your eggnog feelings? Yeah, why don't you start us off with your eggnog feelings? I, I was a little, a little worried about drinking some eggnog on Christmas night because we had three varieties. It was just the regular eggnog, and then an almond nog, believe it or not, oh, and then whoa. a spiked eggnog. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I had a lot of choices, a lot of eggnogs swirling in my gut. A lot of nogs. But, <laughs> yeah, a lot of noggins. Yep. But uh, yeah, just to be honest, I thought it tasted a lot worse when I was younger. Because I did not like it at first when I was young. But mm-hmm. drinking it now, the taste is a little different. I liked it. <laughs> and uh, I did not like the almond nog, though. And yeah. I really didn't like the spiked one. Okay. Uh, that one was just absolutely disgusting. But the eggnog was good. Like, I had a little bit. And then after I drank it, I, I really liked it. So I, like, filled up my whole cup with it and just, like, drank it the whole night. Damn. Um, all right, so Great. one converted person here. Yeah, I must have like some Polish genes in my in my blood or something, my <laughs> DNA. <laughs> do we know distinctly that eggnog is a Polish tradition? We don't even know that, do we? I don't know. Okay. It's certainly an East Coast thing it feels like though. Yeah. Mhm. There's a lot of a lot of descendants over there. For sure. Nice. Well, yeah, I um my mom made this thing called, well she called it float. I don't actually know what it would be called, but essentially it's like you freeze the eggnog into like an ice cream form, and then as it's melting, you like serve it like a root beer float, kind of. And that was actually pretty good, um, because it was more of like a frozen consistency rather than like just like drinking milk, you know. But I still am not solely convinced that I like it or not. I don't dislike it as much as I thought I did, as far as like the taste goes. But it's not something that I'm really like. Oh, it's the holiday season. We got to go buy it. You know, so hopefully over the course of the next couple years, maybe my taste will slowly continue to change. And then eventually I'll be like the one who's buying three cartons at the store on December 1st. But right now I'm just kind of like, all right, Mm. I can take it or leave it. So it's an improvement from disliking it. I can just what it's whatever. It's kind of how I feel about avocado. Like, eh, whatever, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I did want to fill you guys in. It is believed that eggnog began in Europe. Okay. As early as the 13th century, medieval monks in Britain were known to drink poset, a warm ale punch with eggs and figs. Mm. Over the years, this likely merged with the various milk and wine punches often served at social gatherings. <laughs> By the 17th century, sherry became a primary ingredient, and it was popular to use this eggy beverage as a toast to one's health and prosperity. Damn. It was primarily consumed by the well-to-do of society because milk... Eggs and sherry were scarce commodities in Europe at the time. Damn, that's uh... it is definitely an alcohol is meant to be an alcoholic drink. Hmm. That is where the nog comes from. Okay, that it's uh, 
grogs referred to thick drinks as grogs and eggnog uh derives from the old english word for strong beer hmm. so well, that's interesting i didn't know it was i thought that was just something adults did you know no i guess it, yeah well but back in the day you were an adult when you were like 10 you know you were having yeah. nog when you were like 10 because you had a hard day out on the field and yeah. uh yeah no that's pretty interesting i like how when you look back a lot of alcoholic beverages really did have their origins at least on the production side with uh monks and monasteries like that's where mo- mm. uh, a lot of wine used to be produced was at monasteries and mm. so it's kind of interesting that you have some sects of religion now where it's like if you can't drink you know or like you're not you're not encouraged to drink at all when it's like monasteries mm-hmm. were the ones who made the wine you know it's it's weird i don't think that's super common anymore but there is there's some of that going on mm-hmm. so the more sounds you know, like a lot of the yeah a lot of the eldritch people mm-hmm. the knowledge the, the wise ones were always either into the the drugs and alcohol <laughs> right but the rest of the people no no you can't have that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i guess there's something with uh my dad's uh getting into like mushroom hunting and different those different things and there's something with the the flying reindeer come from uh they would eat the the mushroom the white and red mushrooms mm. I, I forget the specific names but they would eat those and like so they were tripping so they were flying reindeer that's right. Like the reindeer would eat them or like the foresters? Yeah. Oh, okay. The reindeer would eat them and they I would. See. So, but then also the. And then people could like drink their pee, mm-hmm. I guess, is yeah. what they would do. And they'd get. So then up. also, mm-hmm. yeah, in that society, the shamans or like that wise ones would eat the mushrooms. And then the common people would drink their pee mm. as well to get the, the side effects. I got to say, I don't I don't prefer that method over the more modern. <laughs> You know, like I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to drink any over urine. peanut butter. Yeah, unless I'm, uh, yeah, unless I'm like having a 127 hours or whatever that movie was, you know, where he, he gets his hand stuck in a boulder and he has to drink his own. Oh, yeah. James Franco. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I guess I just spoiled the entire movie for you, but that's really all it is. <laughs> yeah, he drinks his pee. He drinks his pee, and uh, he's, he's stuck in a rock for a while until he does something about it. So. <laughs> Stuck in a rock. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, huh. Well, that's a little interesting uh, history lesson there. I appreciated that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Sidetrack. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you guys didn't know, listeners out there, this is a trophy hunting podcast or a PlayStation predominantly gaming podcast. Um, and we have been going for about a year now. This is episode 23, right? So it felt like some some changes were in order. Some uh, Some evolutions of the content were were ready and needed to be rolled out. And we've been talking about it for a few months now, sort of slyly. Um, but basically, we have a couple different things we're going to go over before we get into the run of the show and more, you know, hunting trophy hunting resolutions and what games we've been playing, stuff like that. So we're going to talk about all of those new changes right now, a little piecemeal. Um, and so we're going to start off with what I think is the probably biggest announcement in some sense, and that is that we have a Patreon. Woohoo! Yes, <laughs> indeed. We're all hyped. Um, so you can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash trophy talk podcast. And a few people already have, interestingly enough, considering we're just announcing it now, but um, mm-hmm. very appreciative to those folks. So thank you so much. 
Um, but basically, I'm just going to give you a little rundown of kind of how we structured the page. And I uh, would encourage everyone to check it out if you're able to. I know this month has been, uh, or this month, this year has been difficult financially for a lot of folks. So, you know, we understand if you're not able to support, that's fine. You're still going to be able to get the podcasts in the same way you would normally on Apple Podcasts and iTunes and on SoundCloud. We're not locking the podcast behind a paywall. So do not worry about that. But if you are able to support, um, we do have four different tiers, and we structured our support levels basically on uh, trophies. So we have a bronze tier, a silver tier, a gold tier, and a platinum tier, um, all of which include some exclusive benefits, but those benefits really do increase kind of exponentially as you go through those tiers, kind of in the same way that you get exponentially more points uh, for trophies. So I would encourage everyone to go check those out. Um, some of the benefits are tied into Discord. There's some merch stuff as you go higher up into the, the tiers and benefits levels. And yeah, we're really excited about it. We spent a couple <laughs> couple nights you know, together working on this pretty hard and talking about what we wanted it to be. And I think it ended up looking really good and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. So I want to thank Daryl and Eli for their help, obviously, in getting this all together. And uh, yeah, so you can go and check us out, patreon.com slash trophy talk podcast. We hope to see you fools there. Anything to add on that section, boys? No, wow, that was a great rant. It's uh, I'm definitely proud of it. It looks looks cool, and uh, I think we got the tears pretty nailed. Mm-hmm. I agree. Free merch. Free merch. Free merch in some of the tears. Right. Yeah. Go check it yeah. out. You know, even if you're not going to support right now, you're un- you're unable to support right now. You know, go and take a look at it, and uh, you know, we hope to see you there. Yeah. Very much. Uh, so what else we got going on? A couple other new things rolling out. Speaking of merch, mm-hmm. we got a new, uh, I got the merch store all figured out and separated from my Twitch. So you can stop visiting my Twitch, even though you still should. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now you can just go to teespring.com forward slash trophy talk podcast. That's T-E-E-S-P-R-I-N-G.com slash trophy talk podcast. And man, we got some bangers in there. We do. All kinds of new gear. Uh, we even got face masks for this uh, pandemic we're currently uh, surviving through. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, some masks, some, you know, bags, all kinds of different apparel now in different colors and uh, new styles. So I would definitely check that out. Um, the the uh <clears throat> the holiday bundle is still available on my twitch channel but once that ends here i'm not exactly sure it's a couple weeks early january yeah uh once that ends that stuff will disappear from my twitch channel and we will exclusively be on teespring and that will also get integrated into discord yep as well so pretty exciting stuff mhm Indeed. Check it out, folks. Get some new gear. You know, I know a couple of people on Discord have already shouted out. They've ordered some stuff for the holiday bundles. And um, yeah, so thank you all for your support, obviously. And uh, go and check out the Teespring store. See what we got going on. All right. So that's two things. Uh, another big thing that we've talked about. Um, well, you know, Daryl, I'll let you take it. I don't want to steal your thunder here. This is pretty exciting <laughs> stuff. Exciting stuff. Yes, sir. 
So a few of you have been talking about wanting to partake in this race that Eli, Colin, and myself had done a, a couple of years ago. So we are bringing that to you to participate in. So uh, what we have set up is a, a slight variation of the game that we played. So the idea of the race that we have for you guys is for you guys to play at your own leisure. We don't want to tie you guys to how we were when we played initially. <laughs> Stressful so, as hell, yeah. Yeah. Every month we were locked in for a particular game, and some of the games that were released weren't to our liking sometimes. So what we have set up is that you can play these games whenever. So if a game comes out in January, you're not locked in to play that game in January. You can play in February, March, April, whenever you want. We want you to have the freedom to play these games when you have that time. And um, we know you guys have a lot of games in your backlog that you want to play. So that was another <laughs> um, a reasoning behind giving you guys the freedom to play these games when you feel like it. So um, check out the, the race rules that we'll have eventually put up in the Discord. Um, check that out. The race is only for the PS Plus games that are released in 2021. So... Uh, look into that. We do have prizes set up as well. We'll be having races every four months. So there'll be three opportunities throughout the year, depending on how well um, this is received, for you to win some prizes in this race. So we're very excited to have you guys participate, and we're looking forward to you guys partaking. So enjoy, guys. Woohoo! Yeah, a little race action. You know, mm -hmm. um, as Daryl noted, definitely check out the rules where we'll get into more specifics of how you're going to be scored and stuff like that on these races. But as a quick clarifier, two things, uh, myself, Daryl and Eli will not be participating in the races, so we cannot earn the prizes that are meant for you guys. <laughs> and number two, um, we kind of made the decision to only allow the PS4, excuse me, PS4 free games uh, for 2021 uh, as eligible for the for the race just because not everyone has a ps5 yet so um you know some of those games we wouldn't be able to play like man eater for example in january but everyone even the ps5 players can play the ps4 ps plus games if that makes sense so um yeah anyway go check it out in the discord by the time you hear this those rules will be up and in uh and enjoy please enjoy <laughs> hmm. anything else to add there my friends yeah, the Discord, well, <clears throat> since we mentioned, you know, the, we'll get a few channels for, uh, new channels in the Discord for the race. There'll be some other minor changes to the Discord as well. I thought I would just shout that out. Yeah, it's good. Good call out. going to change up a bit. Yep. As we, you know, we are integrating Patreon, so there's going to be some changes there. Um, and just a little bit of what we're calling a cleanup, so to speak. You know, some of the channels weren't really used very often or there was overlap in what the discussions were in each of the channels. So just, we tried to combine things where it made sense, eliminate channels where it made sense and really just have an overall cleaner experience. Um, so hopefully everyone enjoys that as well. That's going to be coming in the net. Well, we're recording it on Saturday, but it's going to be coming very soon. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. Hopefully by the time you hear this, it'll be good to go. Exactly. Unless you're sneaking up on the episodes. I know there's a couple antsy people out there ready ready for this. Yep. This new sick episode. <laughs> so. so be patient, please. Please be patient. 
<laughs> very good. Very good. All right. Well, that covers the bulk of the changes in the news. Um, obviously, there, there's a lot more details if you go to the Patreon page itself, if you're looking at the race rules, and as you look at the Discord moving forward, you know, you'll see more in-depth kind of what we're talking about. We didn't want to take an hour to read every paragraph we've typed <laughs> up about this stuff. So this is kind of the basic overview. Again, would encourage everyone to check out the Patreon, check out the Teespring. Come and join the Discord if you haven't joined the Discord and you're a listener already. It's a lot of fun. Really good community. And uh, yeah, we'll take it from there. So seeing as it is New Year's, boys, um, mm-hmm. you know, little little question here, I guess. We've all kind of, I think, struggled at times with our backlog and with, you know, there's a couple members of our community who have these uh, rules in place where they need to beat a certain amount of games or platinum a certain amount of games before they can buy a new game, stuff like that. So I thought it'd be a pertinent time to discuss if we have any trophy hunting resolutions. I would say we can broadly discuss any sort of gaming resolutions for 2021 as well. So I'll open the floor up to you guys to discuss if you have something there. I will say that, well, it's not really a trophy hunting resolution, (laughs) but I am currently going through the games I currently have installed on my PlayStation 4 right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are games that I've mentioned on the podcast, and they've been hanging on my shelf for quite a while, so I wanted, you know, do them some justice and go through those games first before I decide to download the, downloading any other games. I think that's smart. So, like, cleaning out sort of what's already there before you move forward. Yeah, like these are games that I've played last year and just never finished them and then started playing some other games as well. So yeah, I'm going back to them and cleaning those up before I decide to play anything else. And it's working out pretty well. I think on this vacation, I've played through three games already. Oh, awesome. Out of the seven. So I'm doing some work. And yeah, that's kind of like my first resolution of the year. And then I have another one as well that... I will eventually get to. We'll just have to see when to have that time for it. Okay. Very good. Very good. It, question about, so for the trophies right now, since you're playing offline, right? Um, is that, those are all popping and syncing, or is it like they're popping and then everything's going to sync once you connect to the internet again? I'm actually not quite sure how that works. I guess it would yeah, sync so once, once you log in. Exactly. Right now they're popping, but it's not updating on my PlayStation or on the app. Okay. So I can see what I have completed on the PlayStation 4 trophy list, but when I look on my phone through the app, it's still um, showing or it's still reflecting what I unlocked like maybe a month ago. So nothing's updating. Got it. Interesting. That would be super frustrating for me, but at least they're mm-hmm. popping. You know, that'd be even more frustrating if it was like, oh yeah, they're just not even going to pop. And then like, mm-hmm. once you get, once you log on and like connect to the internet again, like you get like a hundred pops, in a row, <laughs> which would be kind of yeah. funny. So very good. It would All be right. a sight to see though. <laughs> well, be curious to hear about this other resolution moving forward. I think I have an idea of what it is, but I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it's exciting. I'm very excited. Eli, what about you, sir? Any sort of gaming resolutions or trophy hunting resolutions? Yeah, uh, I would love to just get to 60 plats for this year. I'm going to go kind of chill. Oh, that's good. Uh, what are you at right now, actually? I don't even know. I'm at 49 right now. Oh, dude, you're chilling. Yeah, so I had uh, 
I ended up with 3,200% this year. So I'm going to damn take the chill pill and maybe get 11 <laughs> yeah. next year. Uh, so Diablo will be my 50th. So I'm just kind of, you know, chilling on that. And uh, Dark Souls would be my 60th. So that's where I aim to get. Your, your uh, Dark Souls 1 or Dark Souls? My... Oh, <laughs> you okay? I just ripped my headphones out of my head. Uh, <laughs> my cat's laying yeah. on my mouse right now, so it's totally fine. <laughs> Dark Souls 3. Because So then uh, the Soulsborne will be on like a 30 plat rotation. Mm-hmm. Where I got Bloodborne on 30. So then Dark Souls 3 will be on 60. And I have a plan on what I'll do in between Diablo and Dark Souls. But of course, that's subject to change. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm just kind of sticking with a realistic goal here uh you know especially with those heavy hitter pc games i got to distract me absolutely so, yeah <laughs> trying to chill out a little bit on the trophies uh, and enjoy just like gaming and the pc and uh exploring that that kind of thing mm-hmm. um but i will say if i do get to 60 at a reasonable time i may shoot for 70 okay. because i have some nice collections kind of planned for in there like Far Cry and Spyro, so that'll just be, it'll be a little bit easier. So oh, there you go. Yeah, um, the Spyro ones in particular seem like a very chill, nice like palate cleanser game. So you could do like Spyro one and then another game and then Spyro two and then another game and then Spyro three. Um, yeah, they're gonna have to be together on my list. <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, so. <laughs> that's how I was gonna treat them if I ended up going for them. Um, yeah, which. We should call out too, um, or I mean, as good a spot as any. You know, there's a huge sale going on right now on PSN for the holidays, and I believe it goes through the 8th of January, if I'm not mistaken. So definitely check that out. There's quite a few good games on there for heavily discounted prices. You know, there's a separate tab for games under $20 that has things like Doom Eternal, if you haven't picked it up yet, uh, a few other key, key titles and releases, but there's even things like Assassin's Creed Valhalla on there. And Call of Duty Cold War for, you know, not crazy discounted prices, but $40, $45, something like that. So definitely check it out. And Spyro is on there. That's why it jogged my memory on mm. there. The collection, I believe, is $14 right now. And it's pretty unusual yeah. to see that collection separated from the other, like, you know, crash games and crash racing. So that's why I bought it. And yeah. it's never under like 20 bucks. And I'm like, nah, I'm waiting. So now it's separate and it's under. Uh, 20 so that's why i scooped it yep i think that's a good call i haven't done that yet but it's in my cart so i have another mm-hmm. another couple trigger yeah another couple days to go through it so all right so a little more chill approach for for you sir in terms of trophy hunting i think that's good because it'll also allow you time if you want to play some longer experiences you know i know you're mm-hmm. not huge into those kind of games at least not all the time but if you wanted to do something like an Assassin's Creed title or Skyrim or, you know, whatever, a big RPG, mm-hmm. you, you have time to do that if you're really only trying to get to, like, 60s, like, you know, your hitting point for this year, so. Yeah. Well, yeah, my big games are going to be Diablo and Dark Souls 3. Both of which are longer grinds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's really cool. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. How about you? Uh, let's see. So, a little, I mean, if you're on the Discord, you probably already saw I posted um, a poll for you know, what game in my backlog to to kind of clean up next. I'll go into that in the what we've been playing section a little more deeply, but I want to continue to do that uh, at a couple different points throughout the year. 
and you know let the community sort of dictate a little bit of what I'm playing. Uh, but I don't want to get I don't want to do that every time. So in addition to that, I've kind of made the resolution to platinum three other Resident Evil games that are in my backlog and that I've already played before, but some of them I haven't actually even beaten. For example, Resident Evil Seven. Uh, but I do want to go and get the platinum in those, and uh, potentially would add a fourth game in there with Resident Evil Six if I have time. But the three titles are Resident Evil Seven, Resident Evil Zero, and Resident Evil Code Veronica, and th that's kind of all in preparation to Resident Evil Eight coming out this year, which is really probably the only AAA game I'm excited about in 2021 in terms of like it's going to be a week one or week two purchase for me for when it comes out. So that's really it in terms of that resolution. And then I think just continuing to play through backlog stuff and clean that up. You know, if I get a PS5 in the next six months, great. I think the only game on there I'd be interested in checking out would be Demon Souls right off the bat. So, um, yeah, it's really just continuing to go through backlogs, cleaning up that stuff. And I'm trying to organize it, Eli, based on how you've done yours in the past, where it's based on the amount of money I've spent on the games. So, mm -hmm. yeah, the, like Mafia 2, for example, at some point I need to go back to. It'll either come up in a vote or I'll just choose to do it because I did pay $30 for that game. <laughs> so yeah, to barely have touched it is like a waste of money, in my opinion. So, um, yep. that's yeah. But I, but I want to try to get the... Yep, go ahead. I restructured my list based, more based on uh, uh, money. Mm -hmm. So that's... uh. That's where I'm headed as well. Standpoint. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's good, and I and I'm trying to get you know Resident Evil's kind of like my series, so I really want to get more of those platinums under my belt, and have that kind of be sure. like my, that's like my thing within the community. So, yeah, that's the goal. Yeah, I'm just just gonna start calling you Jill. Jill. <laughs> Jill sandwich. What's it, Chris? Yeah, just call <laughs> you Jill sandwich. We got that classic line last night when one of our buddies was streaming, <laughs> which was great. Uh, mm -hmm. from the original Resident Evil 1 on PlayStation 1. So, good times. Good times, indeed. <laughs> we have you to thank for that, too, because when you started playing Resident Evil, it, it sparked a lot of other people to play as well. So, thank you for that. Oh, absolutely, sir. I mean, you're going to hop in at some point, I hope, to the remake. I know we talked about it before, but maybe Spooktober coming up this year. Mm -hmm. That's one of the games currently installed on my... PS4, so I might play that pretty soon, actually. Oh, shit. Very nice. Yeah, there's a lot of people playing Resident Evil games. There's a lot of people playing Diablo right now, which is pretty fun in the community. And then a lot of people playing different Assassin's Creed's right now. So that's that's pretty fun, too. Um, kind of all doing variety. similar things. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. Well, it seems like you two are taking it kind of easy on yourselves for 2021. I, on the other hand, am not. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm putting myself through the grinder this year, and I'm going to start playing Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 3, Bloodborne, <laughs> Sekiro, Wolfenstein. That's not a Soulsborne game, but it does have a pretty tough trophy. And these are the games I'm going to be hunting this year. So I'm definitely going to have a challenging year ahead of me. Holy shit, dude. That's going to be Yowzas. Yowzas? <laughs> oh my gosh. Exactly. Wow. This is going to be tough. Yeah. That's the right, 
onomatopoeia for the situation for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you can do it. You know, I was actually talking to Eli about it last night. Like, I definitely think you can do it because you've you're used to playing games that are really difficult. Um, it's just going to be a learning curve, probably just for the first Dark Souls game. You know, once you've kind of mm-hmm. mastered it, the the general skill set is applicable to all of the games in the series. I would say, except for Sekiro, which is weirdly just more of like a rhythm game with like counters but um <laughs> like you're countering sword attacks with with parries but you have to do it like you have to press it every time you can't just hold it down the beat yeah so it's like if someone's like slashing a sword at you like 12 times in a row at a boss you better press parry 12 times perfectly like oh my oh my gosh anyway you got a lot of fun in store i'm excited to hear what you think what you think having never played the dark soul series before right so it's gonna be all new territory for you Exactly. So I'm I'm pretty excited to pick up that copy from you when we go back to work on Monday. Yep, you got and, it. Uh, dive into that because I mean, you guys have heard me mention plenty of times how I like to make my games very challenging for myself, and I don't think it's I don't think I qualify in this discussion if I've never played a Dark Souls game or any of the other Soulsborne games. So we will see how I fare this year. I think. Uh... Yeah, that'll definitely allow you to, 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 you know, to be the hardcore gamer. <laughs> you get the Platinums in all those games, especially the Wolfenstein trophy, Mein Lieben or whatever. It's, oh my gosh. Hardcore. Yeah, par- parkour. Parkour. <laughs> or you say hardcore? Both. Oh, okay, parkour sure. and hardcore. Nice. It works. <laughs> uh, my advice, to you, well, we'll get into it more throughout the year as you're playing them, but, you know, Bloodborne and Sekiro, you, you don't have a shield, right? So if you start playing... I know you like to be the brute and you like to go like heavy armor and like big weapon shit like that. If you play that playstyle in Dark Souls 1 and 2 and 3, it's not going to work for you in Bloodborne and Sekiro. So your best bet if you want to like kind of like take your skill set and apply them to all the games is to go like light armor, dodging and like one or two handed weapon and not rely on your shield because you're not going to have a shield to rely on in like half the games you're playing. So just as a quick heads up to you, because you're going to, you know, when you start playing, you're going to gravitate to one play style, I'm sure. Nice. I'll, I'll remember that for sure. Yeah. All right. Very good. Well, those are some good resolutions, I think. We got a exciting year in store for us for 2021. I'm definitely looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, so why don't we get into the games that we have been playing and sort of what we've been up to over the, the couple weeks we've had away from work. I know it hasn't been as much time to game for all of us as, you know, we thought it would be initially, or maybe some more than others. I know I gamed a lot that first week, but uh, what have uh, what have you guys been playing and what progress have you been making? Mm-hmm. Well, I've been playing Little Nightmares. I got back into that after I set up my PlayStation 4. Um, I did 100% it, so... Nice. That was one of the games that I played to clean up my hard drive space. Hell yeah. So, Congratulations. <clears throat> thank you. It was cool to play that game. The DLCs were very good to play. They add a little bit more context to the story, which I enjoyed a lot. And you got to explore other parts of this prison sanctuary, which is basically the world uh, for the first like, Little Nightmares game. It's called The Maw. That's what they call it. Okay. So you got to explore other parts of it. And uh it was great. I, I enjoyed my time with it. The DLC was definitely worth the the money spent on it because 
uh, there is a section in Little Nightmares that you come across, and it's shocking at first, but the DLC um, ties that in, and it's even more shocking when you find out how um, how that kind of transpires. So, very cool game. Uh, another game I did play that was kind of like in limbo for a while for me was Guns, Gore, and Cannoli. Oh my god, I forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> This was a game I also mentioned too, and I, I it wasn't interesting for me at the time, so I just never played it. But you know, this was another game that I cleaned up off of my hard drive, and um, I'm curious to see if you guys have ever had cannoli. Do you guys even know what that is? I don't even know what it is. I assume it's a type of like pasta or something. Is that, a, that a dessert? Yeah, it's like an Italian pastry. Okay, it's not uh, pasta. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pastry, and they it's filled with like. Um, like cheese, uh, some something sweet. Oh, okay. So like it's a, like, like a filled pastry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's basically, like an open-ended uh, eclair, I guess. Oh, okay. But more, not like bread. It's like a uh, pancake wrap, like a baked pancake wrap, like mm. a burrito with cream cheese in the middle and chocolate on the top. Oh my yeah. gosh! What the sounds f- good? Yeah, it does. I'm- but it's also, I think, to your point, Colin, there is a uh, pasta version of it too, because oh, I just had some of those, uh, where it's like it's kind of like lasagna, but it's rolled up. Okay. Kind of thing. Yeah. So it's like a tube that's stuffed with stuff, like a pasta noodle that's like rolled up. Yeah, I think it can yeah. be both. Okay. But I think it's maybe that has a different name. I don't know. I'm not a, that much of a foodie, but like. It's hmm. usually a dessert. Yeah. But I think there's like a, a pasta version. Uh, I'm getting hungry now is all I know. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happened with me too when I was playing this game because the cannoli in the game is actually how you restore your uh, HP. So you'll, you'll come across the cannoli, you'll pick it up, and your guy will start eating it. And he'll say, oh, this is some good cannoli. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, shit, you're making it sound really delicious right now. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. I, I, oh, go ahead, Eli. No, no, go ahead. Uh, so, yeah, I beat this game uh, 100% it. Um, no platinum for this game. But the odd thing about this game was that not only did it not have a platinum, it didn't have any golds, any silvers, just bronzes. And that was it. So I'm not sure if you guys have ever played games like that, but this is the first one for me. And this game had 21 bronzes. Oh my God. Mm. I've only played one other game like that. And Eli has played it as well. And that's the (laughs) Disney afternoon collection where it's just all bronze trophies and no silvers, no gold, no plat. And some of the bronzes are like pretty hard, and you're like, "What the hell is this list?" I don't know. It's just very strange. So that's the only thing I've played that's been similar to that. Yeah, that was pretty strange. Um, overall, the game was fun. It's it's a very easy game. There are a couple trophies that are pretty hard, where you had to run through the entire level without killing enemies. So mm-hmm. that one was a little challenging at times, but not impossible. What kind of game is it, by the way? I'm not even sure I know what it is. It's a platformer. It's okay. kind of like, think of like Metal Slug with oh, zombies. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I also play Darksiders 2, which is another game I've mentioned on the podcast before. I had a feeling you were going to bring up Darksiders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I say 
Did I say Dark Souls? Uh, for some reason, I think I said Dark Souls, but I, if I Dark did, Siders. I'm sorry. Yeah. I meant Dark Siders too. Yep. yep. I'm just so excited to get into Dark Souls, man. Oh, dude, mm-hmm. I'm excited for you. Let me tell you. When you fight Ornstein and Smo, I want to hear about it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be giving updates as I go through those games. Yep. So. Yep. Um, but yeah, I beat Dark Siders 2 last night. I. Beat it on definitive mode, which is the hardest mode in that game. So it was quite beautiful when I saw five trophies pop back to back. You Ooh, know, nice. all those difficulty trophies stacked or are stackable. So, you, you know, it's pretty cool to see all those pop. It, I was a little baffled because I thought this game took me a whole lot longer. But when I looked at my playtime, it was only 29 hours on the hardest difficulty. So not I bad. thought it'd be a lot longer. Yeah, it's not bad at all. I, I guess it's just because I kept dying so many times that I felt like I was in this game forever. Well, you know what but, I wonder um, is if it only counts your playtime when you succeed. So, like, if you get to a point and you die and you restart at the checkpoint, does your playtime, like, you know, start from that checkpoint on again and it scraps that first run? Do you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, it, it's taking the cumulative, like, time of all of your successful segments, basically. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. I'm, that'd be weird. I've not heard of that before, but it's possible. Hmm. Yeah, it is curious. Yeah, it'll um, yeah, be interesting to look into. But uh, um, Speaking of these yeah. loading time, like dying a lot in the Souls game, I've been wanting to talk about the load times mm. real quick with For- games where like, I feel like the load times are a good thing in games. Oh, where that's like a hot especially take. in like especially <laughs> yeah, especially in Souls games where it's like I mean you just keep running back in and killing yourself basically. Mm-hmm. You get a good little breather. I mean imagine well like I don't know what it's like the PS5 on Demon Souls and like you die you see the you died screen and the next thing you know you're back in it. Mm-hmm. Like you get no breather, you get no time to reflect on what you did wrong. It's just right back in the action. Mm-hmm. Is that really an advantage? Mm. it's it's like a taking away your free break your free reflection time yeah no that's an interesting point because i could see both sides to the argument and i think it comes down to the distinction of like what 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 loading time you're talking about like in between deaths in a souls game i do like the like loading screen and usually there's like a little bit of lore or there's like a hint or something mm-hmm. and you can kind of be like all right like what did, how did i die there like what what the heck happened Mm-hmm. But with something like, let's take Spider-Man, for example, if you were going to fast travel or fast traveling in general, I don't mm-hmm. like the load time there. So I mm-hmm. can see the benefit of getting rid of it in that sense. I don't know if there's a way that you can like customize that because that'd be kind of interesting if you could be like, you know, give me a 10 second break here in between deaths on this game mm-hmm. and don't and get rid of my load times here. But like, yeah, I see what you're saying. Some people like that break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, how, Anyways, were the, how were the how were the load times in Darksiders? Uh, they felt long sometimes, maybe like 10-15 seconds. Okay. Um yeah, for me it, it felt a little too long because I wanted to get like right back into the action. Yeah. And I, I, I see where you guys are coming from, but I think when, when I died so many times, like the loading screens really like held me back and like made me hate the game even more. Because it's like <laughs> I want to get through this game so bad. Because I want to play other games, and the loading screens kind of prevented me from doing that sometimes. But uh, outside of that, it's a really great game. I mean, the game really 
relied heavily on puzzle solving for a hacking slasher, believe it or not. Mm. And there are some pretty ridiculous enemy engagements. Like, for a second, I thought I wasn't even playing Darksiders anymore. I thought I was playing Dark Souls now. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a great game. And I believe it's on sale, too, as a bundle. So if you guys want to head to the store and look that up, it's pretty cool. I think there's three games in that bundle. Maybe two. I, I, I kind of briefly saw it in the store last night. But it is on sale for anybody who's interested in getting into this game. Was it, like, so I've heard a lot of people compare it to Zelda, actually. Do you find that that's an accurate comparison for this franchise? Uh, I wouldn't know. I've never played a Zelda game. I'm oh, not really? real big on Nintendo, so I, like, the, I mean, the only game from Nintendo I've ever played was, like, Mario. Everybody else, I've never played those games before. Okay, interesting, yeah. So, sorry, Colin. No, Can't it's all give good. you an yeah, accurate I'm, comparison. I'm, I'm just curious, yeah. Um, Zelda game, but what? Well, in the sense that, like, there's, like, dungeons and temples with lots of puzzles to solve. And, like, yes, there is combat, but, like, deceptively, it's more of a, like, open-world puzzle mm -hmm. game than it is a combat game, you mm -hmm. know? Well, given that description, I would say it is quite similar to that. Okay. Yeah. And, like, in Zelda, for example, like, you'd get different items. Like, you'd unlock the bomb or, like, the boomerang. And then you're like, oh, I can go back to this area, kind of Metroidvania-y, and be like, oh, cool. Now I can blow up this wall in the first dungeon that I couldn't get to. And that gets me a little key. And it's, like, you know, shit like that. So it's backtracking with, like, accumulated skills to solve puzzles. All the while, you are doing some combat, but it's, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly like Darksiders 2 okay. and 1. Okay. Do you have one you liked better after playing both? Darksiders 2 was pretty fun, man. I like the story a lot. It's uh, pretty badass to play as these horsemen, and their stories are, are pretty believable. It's pretty cool to see that. Mm. And, um, I mean, this is like one of those games. It was like my first game where, you know, I've, I've never heard of it, and I looked at it at GameStop one day, and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to play that game. It, I don't know what, what, what about it made me want to play it, but you know, I made the right choice that day, and, you know, this is, like, a really cool game that I really love, and, you know, I'm really excited to play the other two games. Nice. So, yeah, Darksiders 3 and then Genesis is the, like, top-down one. Is that correct? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Are you, so did you platinum it, or are you still going to have to clean up some of those trophies, or are you going to go for the plat, or what's your thinking? I won't be going for the platinum. I was working on the collectibles last night, so... There's some things that I have to do. Um, I'm, most of them are just like doing the quests involved and getting collectibles. And I think there is like a hundred trial gauntlet you have to go through. So that's probably the longest one. I don't know how long it is, but that's probably the the grindiest of the trophies left in that game. Oh, geez. Yeah. Okay. So as a quick update, it looks like Darksiders 2 De Definitive Edition is on sale right now until the 19th of January, and it's on sale for $7.50, down from $30. So, pretty good deal there, and you have quite a while to snag it, even, you know, another paycheck rotation or whatever. So, if you're interested, there you go. Yeah, and if you don't have a PlayStation, they're on sale. Like, those games are, like, always on sale. So, you can get them really cheap a lot. Okay. Like Darksiders 2 uh, is the most available game. Mm-hmm. Like I got, I think I got that free on Twitch, and uh, it's readily 
available on like Xbox 360 and um, one's a little bit harder to find. Okay. Yeah, one really is also on sale. In the series. I think I own two on like every platform I have. <laughs> you should check it out then. Yeah. I want to. I I'll have... probably play it on one I don't need to do trophies on. Though. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I own three because I think three was free with PS Plus at some point in the last year mm-hmm. or two. Um, but I again, like organizing backlog based on price, I, I don't know when I'm going to get to that, if ever. I don't mm-hmm. plan on throwing it up in the rotation or anything. But as a call out too, you can get Darksiders 1 right now for $5. That offer is also good until the 19th of January. And then... That's Dark- the Warmastered edition? Correct. And then Darksiders 3 is... Well, I can't see it because I already own it. I don't know if it's on sale. <laughs> it's just when I clicked on it, it's like, download to console. Like, nope. <laughs> oh, yeah, they changed that. It's weird. I yeah. Like that. So It is what it is. And it, Darksiders 4 is on Game Pass for free, by the way, if you have that. Oh, gen, gen, oh wow. Cool. Yeah, I'm about to download it. <laughs> Dang, dude. Okay. Let me see if that's on sale right now as well. It is not. So that's $40 still. But it's a, it's a relatively new game. So that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nice. Okay, so you've been jamming out on a lot of stuff then, Daryl. Yeah, I've had some free time. <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah, it's deceptive because when you look at your profile or look at your like name on your friends list, it's like last online 22 days ago, you know, so I wasn't <laughs> sure how many games you were going to have made progress on with the move and with the holidays and stuff. But it sounds like you're able to squeeze some, you know, gaming time in there, which is great. All right. Uh, Eli, what about you, sir? What have you been, what have you been jamming out on? Uh, you know what I've been jamming out on. <laughs> well, I know, but the people don't know. <laughs> like, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> we've been jamming out on Diablo three. That's right. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I did. I did take a little, a decent break from it when I built my PC, mm-hmm. uh, which was kind of the advantage of having this list. I didn't have to like research and deep dive and like be like surrounded by this world. Uh, so I almost forgot my PS four existed there for a little bit. Oh boy, that's not what I want to hear. <laughs> it was like almost a week there where it wasn't on. Yep. Uh, but yeah, just a little shout out to the PC. I was trying some new and old games. You know, Hero Siege, of course. Uh, Warframe at 1440p and 144 frames per second is, uh, you know, pretty beautiful. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, same with Killing Floor, popping zombie heads, and uh, I think that one's locked at 60, but 60 frames. But yeah, the beautiful resolution, it's been a, a good time. I tried all kinds of stuff. Like I did little Genshin Impact because my brother was playing that a bit. He was giving me some pointers. Uh, maybe that's a good speed run to do. Yep. <laughs> Genshin Impact. Yep. <laughs> uh, and I got gifted uh, Hades from my main Fruit Man Banana. Hey. Yeah. Nice. Which was, uh, I did not know that was a roguelike. I, I still don't quite know what that game is. So it's it's like Diablo, but you when you die, you lose everything. Kind of what it's, what's going on? No, it's like a roguelite. Yeah. Okay. Where you... Yeah, it's like a roguelite. I don't know if I've even <laughs> you, played games you... like that before. Like, maybe Binding of Isaac is the only thing I've played that falls mm-hmm. under that genre. You start adventuring out, and there's, like, different room challenge rooms or rooms with enemies in it and you cleared out move to the next and you get either you know like a health or an upgrade or something like that of your choosing mm-hmm. and then you keep going but then when you die you get you go back to the beginning and you do earn like some kind of monetary thing uh equivalent and 
you can upgrade a little bit and buy a different weapon and then you go back out again and you clear through it uh i think there's only like three main bosses from the trophies or the steam achievements that i've read okay um but i got through the first one and uh i need to get back into it because it is beautiful and uh but it is i will say it's like isometric and it's like diagonal yeah i know what you mean and like with wazda it's like backward like they don't line up <laughs> so well, can, it's well, like can you right click little, uh no because it's an attack oh, okay but i think uh yeah because like hero siege is like perfect straight up and down left and right so like they mm-hmm. they make sense but so it was a little hard as a pc noob it was a little hard for me to wrap my head around at first yeah for sure um but yeah you know like i said with my resolution i'm Taking a light approach to the trophies, and I'm going to do some of this uh, PC stuff. I'll have to be the uh, big, great reference point on the outside, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know? And as we have more people in the community who are either getting back into streaming or starting to stream and doing more PC-related stuff, too, that'll be be nice to have someone from our team that knows kind of how, how that all works at a deeper mm-hmm. level, because I got no fucking clue for a lot of that stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll still be doing... You know, I'm a hundred percent type, so uh, none of us really have ex- that much experience with Steam achievements or like the Xbox achievements. So it'll be nice to to get into that world a little bit and see what it's all about, just so I can uh, have a fair, you know, rating on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. You'll have a good comparison point, right? Who knows? Maybe uh, least... you'll end up wanting to get the Xbox Series X next after all this. You know, when you do end up getting a next-gen console, maybe you'll switch to Xbox after all this shit. Yeah, it could. I did get, uh, I got Game Pass Ultimate. So I got the Discord. Discord got boosted. I bought the Discord Nitro, Woo! boosted the server. Thank you. And got got Game Pass. Uh, so I just started checking that out. I got my refund or whatever, the coronavirus check. Oh, yeah. So I haven't I got gotten that yet. I haven't gotten that yet. I got, uh game pass with that and there's a lot of stuff on there and uh oh fuck what we were talking about i just like blank but <laughs> anyway xbox series x <laughs> oh yeah. yeah so now i'm signed up for that stuff so maybe i will have to uh get on that train but who knows yeah. he'll be suit me just fine for a while oh for sure um but i was gonna ask about ps now because you have that right i was gifted it very graciously from one of our uh, listeners and i actually haven't started using it yet because the thinking was it's only three it's a three month uh like prepaid and i want to do it when i'm going to actually like have the desire and the focus there to to play a lot of games in those older titles so actually what i was kind of looking at for this year i know it's a ways off but potentially doing like uh like august september october and trying to play through like the silent hill collection and some of these other like older horror games that are on there. Uh, so that's kind of where my head's at right now with it. I've not tried it yet. So. Okay. Because the thing I noticed on the websites is that PS Now looks like all the games are available on both PC and PlayStation. I think some of them which, are. Yeah. Which, like, because when I went to look at it, they didn't differentiate, like, oh, this is PlayStation only or this is PC. They could have been because I was on the PC. And it was only showing me those games, but like Xbox doesn't do that. They just show you like 
Microsoft store shows you everything and you got to like choose between the two. And uh, I don't have the experience with PS now, so I don't know if that's, you know, if they have less games and like that's because they're available everywhere and you don't have to like, oh, is this on here or is this on there or what the hell, you know? Right. Kind of, kind of don't like that about the Xbox. That's the one gripe I have right now, but hmm. um, yeah. And uh, anyways, that's enough about PC, right? It's <laughs> a PlayStation podcast. Well, what, what's been going on? What's your thoughts on Diablo now that you've put in a few more hours? Uh, It's pretty good. I like it. It's chill. There's a lot of freaking talking in it, though. There is. Holy cow. Yeah. And of course, I got to clear everything out. So I got to touch every corner of the map and go through everybody's dialogue. Although I've been starting to skip through everything. But it's a good game. Still not sure if it's a if it's a top five game, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah, you, I think as you continue to play it, and especially when we eventually hop into like groups and do like bounties together and do like more co-op stuff with it, it's like pretty fun. Um, yeah, single player. I've actually never played through it just by myself, so I can't even really speak to that. It's always been a co-op mm. game for me. So mm. yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. Because I know there's, you know, a lot of grinding and like it's kind of like Hero Siege, mm-hmm. <laughs> where you know you just get better gear and you know you're dealing <laughs> a million damage. So yeah, uh, that's kind of exciting to just chill with the friends. Yep, that's kind of what I'm looking for for this year. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think for me as well, Diablo three is going to be like something that's on my console for like probably the next six months, and then I'm just slowly going to be chipping away at i mean i'm actually i'm moving at a relatively good clip i just got my third character to level 70 mm-hmm. and uh i'm really just all i need to do now is bounties treasure goblins and then like my hardcore playthrough and you know a lot of the stuff is going to kind of come at the same time you know and mm-hmm. uh i think i have like 180 something bounties done out of the 500 and i have like 81 treasure goblins out of the 100 so you know making nice. progress on them and at, you'll see once we hop into the adventure mode together, like you can bust those bounties out really fast. So yeah. it's it's not as daunting as it would seem just looking at the trophy list. Yeah. Yeah. And at least it's chill. You don't have to like, oh, what do I need to do to get into this rift? And like, do I need special items and blah, blah, blah. It's kind of like you're yeah. going to get things through natural play. So mm-hmm. you can focus more on, you know, the gaming with your friends than stressing about what you need to do next so that's cool yeah i like that as well definitely and the the artwork for the trophies is pretty cool in that game as well i like them yeah and the list is it is a grindy list but it's certainly not difficult i wouldn't say it's definitely appropriate for that type of game yeah Uh, they could have maybe put a couple more milestones in there for some of the trophies (laughs) weird (laughs) i agree (laughs) yeah yeah but it's appropriate for that type of game where they're incentivizing you to actually play the game how it's supposed to be, which is like the long grind for gear. Yeah, so. it's pretty wild. I had a couple friends on my PSN list who were like coming back to Diablo time and time again for years. And I was like, how are they still playing this game? And a large part of it was like, I had never, the, the couple times I'd played through it in the past was always the campaign. I'd never done the bounties really or like the end game stuff. And mm-hmm. once you get to it, you're like, oh, there's actually like a whole bunch of shit here. So mm-hmm. it makes sense how you could end up playing this game off and on for, you know, a couple of years or whatever. 
especially if you're trying mm. to like get all the characters to like new levels and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. yeah, my recommendation for trophy hunting out there, if you're trying to boost your characters, um, go into bounties and have a couple people, ideally have like three or four people and have most of your party at level 70. Right. And then have one person at a time switch to their new character level one and put the difficulty on like expert or something like that and you're gonna level up i was gaining like 10 levels every like two minutes dude it was crazy what up until i got to like level 50 and then it started to slow down a bit but it was wildly fast compared to just choosing a new character and then going through the campaign again that's going to take you a long time so if you want to like i think this is how slugger's doing it you can actually only play the campaign once if you yeah. start the campaign on your hardcore playthrough, I didn't do that, so I'm gonna have to go through it again at at some point. But yeah, I screwed up. Yeah, yeah. I should have done that. Well, I didn't realize how yeah. easy this normal is, and I feel like I picked a good class for it. But oh well. Yeah, have you died at all on normal? No. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I don't think I've. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's relatively easy game. So. Been dunking on demons. Yup. Yup. Daryl, you got any interest in Diablo at any point? You going to try to hop into that? Probably. I don't think this year, though. Yeah. I get you. At, this, <laughs> at the point that you're getting to, there might be Diablo 4 out as well. So you might yeah. as well just wait for that. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah. Good call. Nice. Oh, uh, but yeah. So on top of that, I would turd. Uh, what? I turd? <laughs> I, I, would, I, I have a turd up, but <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know what I was trying to say there. I don't know. I'm leaving but, it uh, in. Though. That's staying in. <laughs> good, good. Uh, but I was playing Energy Invasion. Oh, yeah, that's right. This was supposed to be an easy platinum for me to uh, line up with Midnight on New Year's. It's kind of my new tradition. That's a good idea. Uh, but man, it was a lot harder than I thought. <laughs> so it's. Yeah, it was another brick breaker with a gimmick. What's the gimmick? I wanted to What? What's the gimmick? Well, yeah, so I wanted to compare it to Twin Breaker. That's kind of why I picked it. There you go. But the gimmick uh slash mechanic. I guess I guess in games you would call it a mechanic. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> but it's a gimmick. But this <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this one was the ball doesn't break the bricks. The ball shoots out littler balls that break the bricks. So it's kind of like a brick breaker meets twin stick shooter but it's a single stick shooter because <laughs> oh, like... you use the left stick to move the paddle and the right stick to shoot balls out you choose the direction the ball shoots out you don't get to pick the speed or anything it what? just shoots out and you direct them well, yeah sounds complicated yeah so this was uh it ended up if you want to see it what it looks like you can i have some clips on my twitch uh i think yep and you can watch the full video from new year's if you if you'd like but there, there are like there are enemies as well in this. But if you turn it to easy, they just they don't shoot at you. So that's what I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a little easier than Twin Breaker to get used to, but there was this linear mode, which was just like a royal pain. There was a total of three modes: invasion, linear, and endless. Uh, invasion and endless were basically the same, especially on easy, where there weren't any enemies, and endless was just endless. Uh, but the linear, the one that gave me trouble, had time attached to it, where the bricks worked their way down, uh, and you could just like run out of time. Mm. So again, with the bad RNG, basically, I mean, you didn't, 
you didn't feel you definitely had less control of where the ball went in this game i think okay uh you then know like with the paddle yeah yeah with the paddle connection i feel like you had a little bit less maybe but i got stuck on like level 22 i just couldn't get the you know i was getting some power up you know like where you get a, a bridge power up and mm-hmm. it puts a so you don't have to use your paddle basically like i would get that and the ball was on my paddle so like i had to keep the ball under you know it just screwed me <laughs> <laughs> or the oh ball would gosh, go up you're top. probably raging so hard i can imagine it now i've raged real hard you can uh talk to scrolls about that one too he oh was boy. there it was a pain it was a painful you know i spent a lot of time on that one game mode and then i accidentally quit out i hit the wrong button and had to restart mm. uh mm-hmm. which ended up working out because you know i got you know i got through it and then saved the endless mode for midnight and uh i screwed that up again where last year i did Mo- uh, monster energy supercross and i got at like 12 15 started running out of time and this year i didn't pause the game in time i was just so excited to get the last brick <laughs> and like it triggered instantly like i hit pause right away but i got the trophies on the pause screen i think oh my gosh because it had it ended up triggering it <clears throat> so it was like 15 minutes early it was like 11 45 so those both count for this year i guess yeah there <laughs> That's you what go puts me at 32 instead of 31 there you go perfect um, but yeah so all in all compared to twin breaker i think they both are great games Twinbreaker has a little better art and uh, story, um, but I think this game had better like sound and music. Okay, there was some music. I turned it off, I think, so I could hear chat and stuff. But I think it was. They're both they're both brick breakers, right? So yeah. they can you're not only getting... be so complex. Exactly, but I think they both have the right. So if you can, Energy Invasion is cheaper. It's gonna definitely be cheaper. It's a little shorter. It's a little easier of a list if you can get through that damn linear mode. Yeah. But yeah, so that's, I mean, there's your comparison. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I liked any, either one more or less. They were both good and they're both right. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I liked the like story elements in Twin Breaker probably more than I liked the actual gameplay yeah. sometimes. I mean, I thought the gameplay was pretty decent, except when you had the four paddles going on. And that just mm-hmm. like broke my fucking brain. I could not deal with yeah. that. And I know in listening to Sacred Symbols, they talked about how a lot of people struggled with that and that they're going to try to, if they make a second one, I think they said they're going to, that they're going to try to maybe tune the difficulty to be a bit easier. They just got to change the like RNG of the power-ups. That was what was really hard. I don't mind the paddles because that's like a mechanic thing you can get better at. Mm-hmm. But when you get screwed for RNG and you just don't get the right power-ups to beat like that heart level. Yeah, that's true. Sure. You know, it's like, all right, what am I supposed to do? I got good at the mechanics, but I can't do anything to move forward. So that's yeah. when it starts to feel really not fair. Yeah, for sure. Um, so like maybe on the harder levels like that, boost a little of the RNG mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, or give you the option to like buy power-ups with coins or something. I don't know. Yeah. So you can yeah, like yeah. go into that level with that one. I think it was like the iron yeah. or whatever, where it like just wow. smashed through stuff. Yeah, that was so nice. Yeah. I will say this game, I didn't, I did not understand how to get power ups, but occasionally things like this, the, the bridge would come up or the ball would shoot a lot out. And I do not know why or how that spawned, Hmm. but it did. So that is another weird thing, but you know, power ups are random anyway, so you don't need to really fret. So yeah. Interesting. 
thought I pointed out. No, oh, yeah, it's good to good to point out. I'm uh, I'm definitely looking forward to Hybroxia too. I know we put some links to that in the Discord, but that's a little mm-hmm. more my style than Twin Breaker was. I think that comes out in February, right? So I, I misspoke when I said there wasn't another new game coming out this year I wanted to get because I'll be getting that <laughs> in RE8. So <laughs> what a banger of a year, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, and yeah, I started. I finally started Skater XL. So you taping down your thumbstick or your thumbstick? Nah. Here, your joy- <laughs> yeah, what are you doing here? I'm just going to skate. For years. Um, it was a bit. It was, dude, it was really rough to get used to at the beginning. Was it? Because, uh, what do you mean? Like the controls? The controls. Because R2 and L2 are to turn. Oh, I don't like that at all. Yeah. And your stick, because your sticks control your feet. No. I'm out. So like, <laughs> no, I don't like that at all. Nope. So your back foot is uh, the right stick, and your front foot is the left stick. <laughs> and it's not like skate because skate was just like one stick was one like stick was feet. the board. So control. you yeah. you down flick up like a kickflip, mm-hmm. and then this one is you down on the on the back foot, and then you like flick to the left to do a kickflip. No. I'm or out. you flick go down on the <laughs> down on the right stick and then left on the left stick will do a kickflip. Yeah. It's a it's tough to get used to, but it does feel like you know, it feels like you're really learning tricks. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. Because I still can't tail slide. <laughs> <laughs> because mean, you have to like well, turn you your weight up and, and then, then turn and then like move your feet to the yeah. back of the board. Yeah. Which turn is like the triggers. So ah, oh, dude, it's a, yeah. I'm gonna have to get good. For real, for real. Oh, man. That's very yeah. different than the Tony Hawks that you just kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which we have a few folks playing those right now. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And it's different than Skate, which honestly, like, better. Yeah. I well, think, we'll see. Yeah, I got to we'll deep see. dive a little more into this. But yeah. It's a little bit more simmy than, mm-hmm. you know, previous skating games. They've just gotten more and more realistic. Yeah. I mean, I hope they... I don't know. Skate 4 is like in development or whatever. I hope they just kind of keep the same formula in terms of like yeah. the controls and stuff like that. And uh, Yeah, hopefully they don't give you another Tony Hawk ride board or something like oh that. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it cuz in in Skate it did feel like you were learning tricks to some extent too. Uh but it was just a little more consistent. Like if I wanted to do like a a kickflip back tail, I could do it, you know? Like yep. it it was it wasn't really like a yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't do that right now. I wasn't fighting the <laughs> controls to make it happen. As long as I understood mm-hmm. what the trick needed, like in real life, like what I had to do for the trick, you could do it in the game. So, yeah, I yeah. definitely, I don't know how you're going to blunt slide in this game. I really don't understand. Oh my God. You're going to have, I don't, I don't know. I guess it would just be the same kind of inputs as tail slide, but we'll see how it all goes. A dude in switch is, is basically like twin breaker having four paddles. Yeah. You have to do, you invert the, yep. Yep. Well, and they completely like invert them. It's extremely awkward. I don't know why they do it like that, but like so when you're when you're in switch, instead you're... of pressing de- like your feet kind of switch. Yeah. But instead of just using the left stick as like down as switch ollie, mm-hmm. it's up. No, I don't like that. That's so weird. Dude, it's uh it doesn't work. I don't know why that one's like that. It's a bit weird. Cause like, yeah, you can do like Nolly and Fakey, those are up. Mm-hmm. when you're like normal stance but like when you're in switch stance and you have to press up on the left stick and then it would be left again on the right stick because you're in switch 
but it would actually supposed to be right. It's just, it, I don't know. It's, it's bizarre. Well, that trophy list is going to be a slow grind then I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fun though. Like I had a blast playing it. Oh, cool. Like so much fun. I have a bunch of, I got way more clips of that on new year's than I did of energy invasion. Cause it was just, uh, it's, it feels really good when you land tricks like that, you know? Yep. Definitely. Definitely. So yeah, it was a ton of fun. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And just quick shout out, there's another one called Sessions, and I'm not sure where that's available. It might be PC only, but I, those are the two comparable games right now that are more sim, okay. uh, simulation-based games okay. um, that are like where you kind of control the feet, but I think they have a different cons- control scheme. So uh, maybe I'll have to check that out, see if it's free on Game Pass or something, mm-hmm. see where I can get it and try that one out too. Fuck yeah, that sounds awesome. Getting into the skating. I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing. Cool. How are you uh, making progress going? That's uh, some good games there from, from everybody all around. Yeah, so I had a lot of time to game last week. So I, I actually, from the from the suggestion of Skrillis and a few other people in the Discord, started playing Resident Evil Remake. Initially, I just kind of downloaded it to do one more playthrough at the same time as someone else to kind of like, you know, just for fun. And when I did that playthrough, I like popped a couple silvers and a few other bronzes. And all of a sudden I was at like 40% having played it previously a couple years ago. And I was like, huh, mm. like maybe I should just like go for this. And as like more and more runs, like as I completed more and more playthroughs, uh, it mm. just kind of happened. And I, it became something where it was like every single day, I probably beat the game once or twice for about a week. And that's <laughs> kind of how it goes with Resident Evil games when you get like, the flow down and you learn the map and everything is you can beat the game in a couple hours. We've talked about that before. So my, my final times were like two hours, 30 minutes, two hours, 40 minutes, whatever. So it really wasn't that hard to like do one of those a day if you wanted to. And um, yeah, so before long ended up getting the platinum in resident evil remake, which is awesome. Cause <laughs> I posted in the, uh, the resident evil Reddit, but it was like, you know, I first played this game when I was 10. It scared me so much. I couldn't finish it. And then I bought it on the Xbox One, didn't finish it there because I ended up trading in my Xbox and then bought it again on PS4 and, you know, finally beat it for the first time in like 2016 or 2017 (sighs) even. And then now to be able to like have platinumed it, which included like the invisible enemy mode, real survivor mode, doing a speed run in less than three hours on normal, like all these things. It's like, wow, okay, so I definitely conquered my fear of the game. Which was pretty inspiring and cool just because it's like, my, you know, I would say it's up there with Halo for my favorite franchise in gaming. And it's like really scary. It's a hard game, notor- notoriously difficult from the Resident Evil franchise itself even to get the Platinum in. So it felt pretty good to do it. And it also kind of inspired me to be like, you know what, some of these other RE games that I was like scared playing or that were too difficult, like I can I can go back and get those. So that's what prompted me to mm. purchase Resident Evil 7 again. It was on sale yeah. for 10 bucks. So that is quite the journey, my friend. That is a pretty awesome story. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I'm glad it's inspired you to do 7. Yeah, fuck that I need game. you to face your fears. That game is that'll you scare the shit out of you, dude. I don't know how Daryl did that cuz Daryl, you have the platinum in that one, right? Do. Yeah, that oh, oh god, dude. I was watching a speedrun of it last night to try to like get some strategies and looks i mean even the speed run i was like getting scared I was like dude how am i gonna run through this game i don't know i don't know does it have red white and blue clowns or 
puppet? <laughs> there are there actually is one section with a like skeleton clown, but I think it's like a dead person already, so it's not really like a you don't have to worry about it. I I think the the thing with seven is it's first person, and just mm-hmm. that change alone makes it a lot more ridiculous. You know, like third person, I'm trying to dodge a zombie. I see my character. I know that I got around the zombie in the hallway, yeah. for example. Like first person, it's like I'm gonna run to the right, but I don't know if like if like the thing's turning towards me or if it's gonna grab me or like you know. Mm-hmm. So, but considering that Resident Evil Eight is gonna be first person, it is uh, important that I come to terms with that and uh, play seven first. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. I think the list overall is difficult for remake. But it's one of those things, all Aries are the same way. So it's like they did build on each other. So play through the game once with Jill. That's easy mode. You get extra inventory space and you get a lockpick. Then I would do your Chris playthrough once you already know the puzzles and kind of where you need to go. The nice thing is that there are technically four different endings in the game, but none of the puzzle solutions change ever, even when you change difficulties. So mm. once you memorize where you need to go and what the codes are for certain things, like, you, you don't really have to worry about it again. So it mm-hmm. makes your later runs really, really easy. And, uh, yeah, I would just recommend for you, Daryl, when you get into it, like, do your Jill playthrough on normal, preferably, and then do your Chris playthrough on normal. And then from there, you really don't need to do Chris again except for knife-only mode. And this mode was was interesting because the game gives you defensive items. So if you get grabbed, for example your character will automatically like put a dagger in the zombie's head and you'll push him away. You won't take any damage. And there's a couple other like defensive items like flash grenades and stuff like that. But for the knife only mode, you cannot use any of those. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that if a zombie is down on the ground and it grabs you and you like shake the the control or shake the like uh, the joystick or whatever, like it's going to, you'll stomp on the head of the zombie. You can't do that in knife only mode either. And you also can't, if you kill a zombie in the game, they'll respawn as a crimson head. And they're faster, they're stronger, and they, they you know, they take a lot more damage to kill. And good old crimson heads. Good old crimson heads. So the, the philosophy normally is if you, get a, if you can decapitate a zombie with, a, with bullets, which is just a random percent chance based on the gun you're using, then you don't need to burn their bodies because they won't come back. But if you just kill them normally then you will need to burn the body or else they'll come back as a crimson head. And in knife-only mode, you can't burn bodies either. So you're effectively limited to only using the knife that starts in your inventory. And the reason you do it as Chris is because he actually has a little more health and his knife does slightly more damage. So hmm. that's why you choose him. But that mode was probably the most interesting in terms of like rewiring your brain and how you think about the game because a lot of your inventory space gets tied up with ammo pickups, which you don't need to do now. And you're not picking up defensive items, so some of the stuff you'd normally stop and get, you can't get. You're not picking up the, the like kerosene to light zombies on fire, so you don't have to pick that up. So pretty interesting. I mean, the bosses were hard for sure, but the good news about knife only is you can play it on very easy, so you can do any difficulty. And so I just did it on very easy, and actually, actually it ended up being my fastest playthrough time. It was two hours and twenty-two minutes for that one. So you didn't have to pick anything up. Didn't have to pick anything up except puzzle items, so pretty legit. And uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'll I'll leave it for that game. Um, the last thing I'd say is invisible enemy mode turns off your auto aim, so good good luck with that. You know, you <laughs> the thinking in my head was like, okay, the enemies are invisible, but I can just like aim. Normally, when you press aim, your character will aim towards the zombie, 
And then really you just need to aim like if you want to shoot low, medium, or high, right? Target legs, body, or head. Gotcha. And in invisible enemy mode, like you'll hear the enemy in the room, but when you go to aim, you're just aiming wherever your character's facing. And you're like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty That's fun. That's pretty cool they did that. Because, you know, that's the easy way is to just like, oh, no, you know, the enemies are invisible, but they didn't have to do any different like coding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they went the extra mile to make invisible mode actually invisible mode where your character doesn't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, that's the it takes the makes it more immersion, makes it more immersive, right? Because if you it just it's, it's too gamey. Absolutely. If you had that auto aim on, you know, absolutely. And uh, it's it's a separate mode, like in the menu, even. So mm. in the normal playthroughs, you can do like New Game Plus or whatever, and you'll get if you beat the game on normal in under three hours, you unlock an infinite ammo rocket launcher, which just makes it trivial. But you can't use that in invisible enemy mode, and you can't use it in real survivor mode, which is another separate menu. So it makes those playthroughs actually like pretty difficult. Like you have to, you know, use whatever's on the map by default. So it's interesting. But it's a really kind of a calm game once you learn it and you learn the route. Like, I found myself just kind of hanging out and party chat with people and just playing through it. You know, you don't really have to... You just memorize where enemies are and you just dodge around them. That's basically what you do in that game. Mm. <laughs> so, mm. anyway, that was uh, one of the main games I played. Rogue Company, real quickly, is still glitched for me. Mm -hmm. That was supposed to be my 39th Platinum, or 38th, because I wasn't planning on doing Resident Evil over the break, but I did. So Rogue Company is still glitched. Whenever that gets patched, I have all the prerequisites done. I might need to win one more game or something with a, a character, but that should be done. Uh, really no excuse for how you know horribly glitched it is for this long. I don't really get yeah. it. But neither here nor there. So that also you know got the 100 wins about a week and a half ago or two weeks ago. So that was good. And then the other main thing I've been playing and that I platinumed was Miles Morales, which is not a difficult list, but is a really fun game. And I would say probably my game of the year for 2020. Uh, I haven't played a lot of games that came out in 2020, so that's not, you know, take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> but um, of what I've played, that that's my game of the year. It's certainly what I had the most fun with. Playing nine-year-old Diablo. Exactly. And, you know, <laughs> like, like I don't, the only other new game I played that came out this year, I think, was Resident Evil 3 Remake. Mm. Pretty sure. Anyway. So, you know, it's more Spider-Man. If you enjoyed the PS4 Spider-Man, it's pretty identical in a lot of ways. There's a couple different changes in the combat because Miles has a few different powers than Peter Parker does, including the ability to go invisible, which makes the stealth sections pretty funny. And um, you also have some different, like, overcharged powers. They're called Venom powers. Basically, you're, you can, like, imbue certain attacks with, like, electricity, and that'll stun enemies, and you can combo that in some pretty fun ways but it's i think these types of games are the perfect balance of open world but like achievable so it's open world but i can get across the open world in 10 minutes swinging and it's really fun to swing so it's fun right and as different collectibles would unlock and pop up on your map you know it's not like you need to stumble upon them if like a new quest opens up to find a bunch of postcards like scattered around the map for example they all appear on your map at once so you can easily just put a marker on one and swing to it and get it. And when you get it, it gives you a little bit of backstory about a character or about a villain or something like that. So there's a point to getting all them. And so they, you like it. Just how you like it. And it gives you these things called activity points when you do these collectibles that let you unlock new suits and new upgrades for your suit. 
So it really all ties in together, and it's very easy. It probably took me, I don't know, I want to say 12 to, to 13 hours on my first playthrough, just playing on normal to beat the game and 100% clear the map. And when you do that, you unlock New Game Plus, and you do need to beat New Game Plus for this game to get the Platinum. There's a bronze trophy, trophy tied to it. And three of the skills in your like level up tree don't unlock until New Game Plus, and that's a gold trophy. So there's a couple things you're not going to pop until your second playthrough. But overall, the game probably took me 16 to 17 hours. And I was really soaking in the, so- the story and like enjoying myself for the first playthrough, which made it a bit longer than a lot of people probably would have it be. But yeah, so that was my 39th Platinum was Miles Morales. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Does that make Rogue Company going to be 40, depending on? Depending how? on when it, yeah, when it glitches or not, because, yeah, or when it unglitches or not, I don't know. Because the, yeah, the game I started now is AC Rogue, Assassin's Creed Rogue. I put, I put mm. up a poll in the Discord to see what game to play next. The choices were Final Fantasy VII Remake, which I still have, physic- like I own it physically, then AC Rogue and Resident Evil Zero. And the community voted on AC Rogue, so that's what I just started yesterday. I'm about two hours in. I don't have a whole lot to say about it right now. I'll kind of leave it for the next episode. But it's old school Assassin's Creed, so more stealthy, you know, memory sequences, stuff like that. It's it's a bit different than the newer kind of open world action RPGs. I like that game a lot. Rogue? Yeah, it was cool to play from the other perspective of this Assassin's Templar War. I forgot you played it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I played it back on the Xbox 360 when it was for free, I believe. I can't remember, but I, I like that game a lot. Yeah, it seems cool so far. I mean, I forgot how much I enjoy just, like, sailing around on, you know, with your ship and just kind of, like, exploring little islands and stuff like that. Like, uh, I think I'm only through memory sequence one of, like, seven. So I'm not very far in the game, obviously, but... It's going to be a long haul. It's an open world Assassin's Creed Ubisoft game. So the Platinum's going to take somewhere around 40 hours, I think, according to PSN profiles. Yeah. Um, I'll be curious to see what you think about it. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have more to say about it uh, on episode 24. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that sums up what we've been playing. Anything you guys want to add before we get into the socials and where the peeps can find you at? I'm good. All right. So, yeah, you know, once again, just to reiterate quickly, we got the Patreon up and going. Encourage everyone to check that out. Patreon.com slash Trophy Talk Podcast. You can continue to find us on Apple Podcasts uh, by searching for Trophy Talk Podcast. So Apple Podcasts and iTunes there. And then SoundCloud.com slash Trophy Talk Podcast is where all the episodes are at as well. And, you know, come in. The links for the Discord are there on the SoundCloud. Come join the Discord. Come hang out. Love to have you there especially have you, you know, participating in the race and stuff like that. So a lot of cool things coming. And, you know, I just wanted to say thank you to all of, you know, my two co-hosts and to the community for making 2020 a great year for the show. I mean, we just started it as a sort of fun side activity, and it's really uh, been a lot of fun to continue to do over the course of the year. So thanks, everybody, for that. Yeah, it's been a blast. Yeah, I agree. Um. Speaking of the Patreon and the Discord, when you if you go to Dis Patreon, it should send you an invite and uh, right to the Discord. Correct. And and give you a roll. Yep, we are linked. We are linked there. So, all right. Well, where can people find you at, boys? Uh, I'm on Twitch and YouTube, Narshrider thirteen one D. 
Um, and say everywhere, PlayStation, PSN, uh, Twitch and Inst- or yeah, Instagram and Twitter. I'm on both of those. I'm a little more active on Instagram these days. Twitter is quite the tweet hole. The tweet um, hole. Yeah, and then I've been playing a lot more on PC. So Epic Games, Steam, and uh, you know, I guess Xbox now, which I do have a different name. You can find that in the the Discord. But there you go. Uh, yeah. Slink up. Woo! <laughs> Very good. Yo, what about you, sir? The tall Simone guy on Instagram and Twitch. It's uh, a little dead right now, but I'm hoping to come back stronger in 2021. So feel free to come on in and enjoy. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. I expect to see the Dark Souls runs on Twitch. Oh, yeah. You got you to gotta stream those. Yeah, I uh, have plans for that, so stay <laughs> tuned, folks. Very nice. And I'll get you that copy on Monday, sir, so you can begin your journey. Thank you, sir. Yep, yep. All right, well, that's going to do it here for us at Trophy Talk, so thank you again for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Stay safe, everybody, and Happy New Year. Have a great 2021. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.